Greetings, boils and ghouls, and welcome to the inaugural episode, the debut episode of Tales from the Pod Crypt. I am your host, Wade, or your pod crypt keeper. And welcome to this new podcast of Minkadish Productions. Uh, you might know us from the Minkadish Podcast and Criterion Connection, all that stuff. This is basically kind of like this idea that's been stewing in my brain for maybe a year or two. I'm a big fan of Tales from the Crypt pretty much the majority of my life. And I've seen the entire series. I own the entire series. And I can't wait to jump into this journey with you all. And I am joined by many guests of various Tales from the Crypt knowledge from their very knowledgeable Tales from the Crypt too. never really watched Tales from the Crypt. So it's going to be a very fun kind of discussion with all kinds of people. Today we're doing episode one of season one, The Man Who Was Death. And we are joined by special guest host Diana Koch from Jalo the Month Club. And before we get into this great discussion of this episode, I want to thank Jen Tonin, who is responsible for this awesome intro and outro music, the Tales from the Pod Crypt music. It's all her. And you can check out her stuff at jentonin.bandcamp.com. That's J-E-N-T-O-N-O-N.bandcamp.com. Go check her out and buy her merch. So enough of this talk. Let's just dive right into the discussion with Diana about Episode 1, Season 1. Let's go. And we're here with Diana Koch from the Jallo of the Month Club. It's only fitting that you're on the inaugural episode of this show because this show kind of originated on your podcast. Yeah, Jallo Month Club is kind of the sister podcast. Oh, so you get some Crypt Keeper and some Jallo. Yeah. I can only imagine the like the Crypt Keeper would make a joke about that, but we were, you already did on your podcast, Jallo the Month Club. He would make that joke. Yeah, he loves puns. Yes. Every episode that you're on has been fabulous, and you always have great flavor of the month picks, and one of them always includes a Tales from the Crypt episode. I'm just going to say it. I know you don't want to say it. I, don't, I know you don't pick favorites, but I think you're, I'm your favorite guest. I'm just going to say it. <laughs> I, it's my show. I'm going to say what I want to say, damn it. You're the host. You're allowed to. Yes. So, Diana, we have this season, we have a lot of special guests on the show, and they all have Different ranges of Tales from the Crypt knowledge. Do you have any background Tales from the Crypt? Did you watch it as a kid? Stuff like that. So I did watch it when I was a kid, but I am a few years older than you, so it's been quite some time. You are four (laughs) years older than me. It's not that big of a deal. Yeah, but it's been, you know, 20-some years since I've watched it, 20 years or more. Um, So it's been a while. The episode that we are analyzing today... I don't even remember seeing. But other than that, you know, I couldn't quote the show. I couldn't... Which is great because yeah. we have guests that are have never seen Tales of Crypt before in their life and some that are fanatics. So it's good to have someone in the middle. Uh, but basically, in the middle, not you a love horror. I do love horror. You're not like a novice in horror. So we have that. But yeah, I'm glad you're on the show. I'm happy that you're on the show. It's happy exciting. Uh, this episode, for a little background, uh, when I was a kid, I went to Movie Time Video. Uh, it's not Blockbuster or Hollywood Video, it was Movie Time Video. It's now a... No, it's not a tanning salon anymore, it's now a dentist office. And but it used to be a library. Yes. 
So it was first the library, then the movie store. Yeah, movie time video, and then a tanning salon. Anyway, so back when you can rent videos, I used to get this video for some reason, because the first three episodes, this one, all through the house, and Dig That Cat is real gone. But on the VHS, it was only this one and Dig That Cat. All through the house was not included. I don't know why. Maybe I blacked out. It was like I was like nine. First episode, season one, episode one. Yes. Why don't you feel special? We're doing this. Why don't you see special that I that I chose you to be the first guest? I, I feel very special and I'm so excited to it talk about it. Makes my heart this. melt to hear that you're excited. <laughs> because it's funny. I'm all, you know, I'm always so pumped with the flavor of the month fix. I know. One day I'll be on Jolly Month Club again, and I will give you the Soon. best Flavor of the Month Club. I promise. Soon. Flavor of the Month Club. That makes no sense. Anyway, <laughs> so this the, the episode we're doing is The Man Who Was Death. Man Who Was Death. It, was, it debuted in a double feature with All Through the House, June 10th, 1989. Though, special note, on the DVD, of the Season 1 DVD, it says this is the second episode According to the Crypt Keeper's History of Season 1 special feature. But it's not. It's the first episode. Pilot. But there's a thing. It was the first one aired. But then All Through the House was afterwards. But then Crypt Keeper says that that was the first one. It's weird. I don't know if that's... Maybe it's the first one they filmed. I don't know. It, it might have been aired in the DVD. I don't know. John Cassier hit me up with that. I don't know. So when these played on television, did they play in double feature format? No. Or was it just one it was ep- just this one story per episode? It was one story per episode. But then when they put it out on DVD, they did double features. Just, I guess, to make For, it... On VHS. Uh, yeah. But then on DVD, yeah, DVD they put on seasons. <laughs> okay. But yeah, I don't know exactly why in the Crypt Keeper special feature it says that. He didn't say this is the second episode, but he says the first episode was all through the house, and then he talks about this episode, which I thought was odd because look, just I was doing research to see, am I wrong here? No, yeah. this was the first episode. Well, let's leave the listeners wanting more, and maybe come episode two of the podcast, yeah. you'll have a little bit more information. Yes. So this is issue, based on the issue of Crypt of Terror number seventeen. Famous, you know, this obviously yeah, we're going to talk EC Comics here. Yeah, comic magazine. Yeah. Yes. So now, the synopsis. Are you ready for the synopsis? This is straight from the DVD. A shocking experience when the death penalty is abolished, a penitentiary executioner turns freelance electrocutioner. But fate may pull a switch on this man who loves to throw the switch. There you go. Uh, the electrocutioner. I've never even heard of that word before, but it makes sense. Let's go through the nitty-gritty of the director and the screenplay. The screenplay was written by Robert Renault, not to be confused with the Renault brothers from Twin Peaks. Not to be confused. Well, they're the Renault brothers. He basically wrote a Hitchhiker episode and Action Jackson, but he would later go on to to write Demolition Man. Hmm. Yeah, and I don't think he's done anything after Demolition Man, so I don't know if that's an insult. Or I kind of like Demolition Man, but I know a lot of people don't like it. I don't know. What about the director? Oh, the director is Walter Hill. Ah, he I is, know that name. Yes, he is the director of The Warriors, which, by the way, we have to comment that you that you unknowingly watched The Warriors this Two weekend. Two nights ago. Yeah, yep. unknowingly. And I was like, oh, you watched The Warriors. You know who directed it, right? Anyway. And it's like full circle. He directed The Warriors. He directed Crossroads. Not the Britney Spears not, Crossroads. Oh. 
No, it's the Ralph Macchio one where he See my sells. Face light up. <laughs> where, yeah, I know, I know. Where he sells his soul to the devil. It's basically the idea of the the devil went down to Georgia. The yeah. the guy who sold his soul to the devil. But it's yeah. Ralph Macchio in it. But after this episode, he would later direct stuff like The Getaway, Bullet to the Head, and Undisputed. Nice. So I think he I think his best known work is The Warriors. Yeah. So now we're moving on to the cast. And the cast, I mean, it's basically a one-man show with William Sadler, Bill, Bill. Sadler, Billiam. as Niles Talbot. And he isn't really, before this episode, he was only doing like TV things. He wasn't really a, a profound actor. Mm-hmm. I think it's kind of ironic that two years later, he would be on Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey playing Death. Yeah. I think that's yeah, yeah, kind yeah. of ironic and yeah. interesting. Yep. Apparently, he was not the only one that wanted to audition for this. Did you know that? No. Uh, apparently, other people that also that they were salting for was like Christopher Walken and John Malkovich. I can see that. But basically, they were like, "We need you, Bill. We need you, but only if you do, basically were like, you have to do that accent. The accent. You mm-hmm. have to. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. that makes sense. Yep. That makes sense. And the other other notable one is uh, David Wool. He plays the warden, and I'm like, it's what tales from the crypt. And you'll notice is the more episodes you do. On this show. It's always like, I know that guy. Mm-hmm. I know somewhere. him. Yeah. Where I've seen him. He is Dean Ulrich from Revenge of the Nerds. He's the Dean from Revenge of the Nerds that like John Goodman always bullies. That's how I know. And he looks exactly the same. Now we can get to the episode. We're done with all the minutia of stuff. Yeah, cast, crew, yes. behind the Obviously, scenes. Obviously, John Kassir is the Crypt Keeper. We know this. Yeah. But let's local? get to... The, he's a Baltimore He's from Baltimore, local, yeah. Right? He is from... Sorry, Baltimore. Baltimore. Mm. Sorry, we gotta do it. From where you, I don't want to hear it. You give me that look, and you live in Baltimore City. Uh, so speaking of that, we gotta go into the episode, and we have to start with the very first Crypt Keeper uh, introduction. It's not classic Crypt Keeper because it's uh, you can see that they're trying to find their footing with him. He's kind of creepy. Kind of spooky. He's, he's a little toned down. He's a little, he, he doesn't have like the high pitch. He's like, yeah, I'm going to be raspy. Yeah. So basically. Really uh, good puppet work, though. Oh, yes. Like, spot on. I was like, great puppetry. And you know what the face is, right? The first season, they used the Chucky doll as the animatronic. I think pretty much the burnt Chucky doll. You can see in the eyes. The eyes are the big okay, teller. Okay, okay. Yeah. But they later moved on to something else. Um, but he's even more like, you know, he's I liked little, it. No, he's I liked little. it, except for I, I, I knew that it wasn't like iconic Crypt Creeper. Yeah. Keeper. He didn't get a stride quite, quite He didn't yet, have a shtick. There's no gimmick with no, this. No, no, no. Luckily, because the internet transcribed the entire thing he says. So I'm going to uh, do a dramatic read of it. Oh, a Crypt Keeper monologue? Yes. Let's do it. Oh, poor fellas. When I think of their childhood, all those cute little maggots, ha 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 ha. Our story is about a man with nobler ambitions. He likes to kill human pests, and he does it in front of an audience. Now that's entertainment, ha 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 ha. So hang on to your hats, kitties. This one's a real shocker. To put this in context, the Crypt Keeper is standing in front of a mosquito... Bug zapper. Like, yeah, bug zapper. Yeah. Looking at gnats or something. I mean, it kind of... bugs. Kind of has a gimmick, but it's not like as flamboyant as sometimes he, he goes no, in later no. seasons. But yeah, 
Here we are. Now we can talk about the episode. Here we are. That's the intro. Yeah. Yep. And then we start with this weird carnival music as Charles Ledbetter is going to execution. The governor is going to call you now. I do like, uh, it feels very claustrophobic in that jail cell. Mm-hmm. There's, I didn't see many prisoners in there. Maybe in Death Row there's not many prisoners in that side of the wing, that wing. No, also they probably had a smaller budget and oh, yes. you know, they had to keep it. But really the most important part is that you're seeing this prisoner in his cell. He's alone. There, It's tension. He's walking down this long hallway to his impending death. The governor may or may not call, which that's just such, like, a bullshit, like, execution trope. Yeah, spoiler. (laughs) The governor does not call at all. So then we get to meet Niles. Niles Talbot, played by Bill Sadler, and he's got this nice southern drawl going on. (laughs) Yeah, yep. He's like, I like to look him in the eyes. And, like, basically you're just showing that he's a cold son of a bitch. Yeah, uh, he gets he gets a lot of pleasure out of killing yeah. these people. Oh yeah, oh yeah. There's like at first like it's just a job, but you can see he's a little bit he loves a little too much. I mean, he later talks about how like electricity is dependable, like it's dependable. That's why I like it. I'm a country boy in a city life. No way. Yeah. No way. And he worked he worked up to executioner. He started as. Just like a handyman, electrician, and he was he's been with the, this prison for over twelve years. So yeah. he's been doing this for quite some time and getting a lot of enjoyment about killing people. Oh yeah. And uh sadly he is not for long. Cause he goes into a diner and orders a cheese sandwich. I'm like, that's all you order is a cheese sandwich. And black coffee. And black coffee. Mm-hmm. That's just like, first of all, the cheese sandwich, that's constipation. You know what I liked? And the coffee is a laxative. I mean, it's weird. It's just a gross meal. But one thing that I really liked before this, we even like really got into like a different scene, like outside this, outside the, the prison, is that he breaks the third wall. And is that something that happens a lot in, I'm glad, in episodes? I'm glad you brought this up because this is the first time that he... I feel like this is the only episode that fully breaks the fourth wall, or third wall, and not fourth wall. Fourth wall would be like this is a this is an episode of Tales from the Crypt. That'd be a fourth wall. <laughs> this is the only episode I feel like that does that. I mean, there's times where I think in the Demi Moore episode in season two, the the fortune teller talks to the audience. Dig that cat. He's real gone. I don't count that because he's more just talking to himself. This is the first time. I think the only time in Tales from the Crypt history. I think maybe in the later scenes that are blurred, maybe. But this is the first time he's talking. It's an actual narration talking to the audience looking at you. That's definitely something to look for in future episodes. If, you know, definitely make a note of that because I I like when that happens. Yeah. Um, So I thought that made this, like, really cool. And it's something that it's kind of dated, but I like it. Bill Sadler is eating it up. Yeah. He's making it work. Yeah. He, you believe him. Basically, when he's getting the cheese sandwich, uh, he sees the news that, oh, the death penalty may be banned. And then the next day, it's just banned. Mm-hmm. That is, okay, I'm just going to say, that's not how, well, maybe in the 80s, maybe that's how the American government, but this is 2021, the American government doesn't do There's filibusters and, you yeah. know, all that stuff. That would never happen the next day. So now he's unemployed. He can't get his old job back because, well, the prisoners don't like him. I wonder why. They essentially put him out of business, and then he asks for a different job. 
yeah. at, at the prison, and the warden's like, no, like, you're gonna get killed because they all know what you've done. Yeah. Which, I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So now he's like, what am I gonna do? Uh, so what's he do? He goes to a bar. As anyone that, that like, goes to, you know, loses their job, they go to a bar. And then we get a Roy Brocksmith alert. He's the bartender. He is in three other episodes, or two other, sorry, two other episodes. Basically, when you see him, you know who he is. When you see him in the other episodes, I'm not going to say which episodes, but I know two other episodes are coming up that he's in. Ironically, he also plays a deputy in Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. So it's kind of funny that yeah. they end up in the same movie. Not on, not in the same scene, but, you know, it's funny. I do like the bartender. The bartender feels like he's like the devil on the shoulder a little mm-hmm. bit. Like he's like, I wish you'd cook him up. He's egg in him one. Mm-hmm. And that's all he needs. I think he was already thinking about doing what he's doing. Yeah. yeah. Then he goes into this whole narration about the city. Tossed about junkies. And I laughed out loud for this. Because he was like, I kind of admire the junkies. They know who they are. On the other hand, they're pieces of shit or something. <laughs> just, yeah. I start laughing because it's just like, I don't trust them. <laughs> and then we get into the, the next scene, the next beat is now we're starting to cook with fire. Now we're starting, I think this is the second act where you show Jimmy Floods. Uh, he is, he murdered someone and he got off through a clerical error and he has the ugliest face I've ever seen in my life. Did you think he was I attractive? I didn't really notice his face. I was just really into what was happening okay. with the trial. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, so there's this killer that's put on trial, and due to a clerical error, they let him go free, and um, the victim's sister is there, and she's like, "You ki- you killed my you killed my brother," and it's very obvious like this guy's a piece of shit, and he did murder. And he people. spit in her face. Yeah. Yeah. So he's a real piece of crap. And then the camera just goes right into Niles. And Niles is like, I'm going to mess him up. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I don't hate bikers. But then he kills one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will say, he, he eventually the biker, tr- Jimmy, tries to open up a gate and he gets electrocuted. And I was fully expecting him to turn to a skeleton like Marv in Home Alone <laughs> 2, based on how the position was. Right before that scene, though, there's kind of like this like cityscape and really, really cool music. Oh, yeah. It was it's, like that it's guitar. Very, it was like that kind of like southern. Like, dun, 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 yeah. dun. I forget what it is. I think you, audience, you can correct me. I really like that me. tune. Maybe yeah. we can find it and we'll like insert yeah. it. Like audience, right here. I feel, yeah. Feels like a biker. Like very yeah. easy rider yeah, kind of yeah. thing. I liked it. And then he just I gets. I said cool music. <laughs> then he gets shot. And then we immediately. I wrote my note for that. It said, holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> Electrified by a gate slash fence. Yes. Yes. Um, and then we it's go rough. straight into another trial with Theodore Carney. And he's basically a cheating husband that killed his wife with his mistress. For, of course, you'll know this in just Tales from the Crypt in general. For money and inheritance. Mm. That's something, infidelity and inheritance is something that's going to run true. You know what else has a really large element of that? What? Jolly movies. Oh my, I'm just saying. <laughs> it's a common motive. I'm just saying, there's a lot of that and infidelity in this show. But yeah, fun fact about the Theodore Carney guy, he has also been in a lot of things. He's one of those, I know that guy. And I looked it up, oh, he's in Chud 2, Terrorvision, Chopping Mall. I know him as Beef. From Phantom of the Paradise. A long time ago, he plays this, like, this weird, effeminate, like, really Jessica grunt. Jessica Harper? 
Uh, it has Jessica Harper in the movie, yeah. yes. I watched that movie recently. It's actually pretty good. If you have not seen it, audience and special guest host, go watch it. Anyway, then we get into immediately. I, I like the pace of this episode. It just goes right into, like, like we get nudity alert. Niall shows up like a badass. He's got a nice cool jacket on, nice hat on. And says, I'm going to electrocute y'all. He doesn't actually say this. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, I'm just summing it up. This is what he kinda is alluding to. No, he shows up as they're like canoodling in a jacuzzi, oh, yeah. and then Canoozle. he, li- and then he lights their asses up. A, b- a good friend of the podcast, uh, Scott Kelly, Red Man, as we all know him. We used to rent this video a lot because we would always laugh at this scene. Because they get electrocuted and they die the most comical way ever. Just look at uh, Garrett Graham. He's just like, ooh, 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 ooh. like when he's getting electrocuted, it's almost comical. And then the girl's like shaking, like she's like yeah. tremoring. It's kind of funny. I liked it. Yeah, it's a good, like, if you just look at like Garrett Graham's face, he's just like, and it's kind of cross eyed. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of goofy, but it works. Yeah. Yeah, I like it too. I don't think it feels good. No, it, they died. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think you can electrocute uh, I've been shocked before. <laughs> yeah. So there's that. And um, then we go straight to the next target. We don't do a trial because the trial was going to get like, it's, it's going to get repetitive. So they stop that. They do a nice little newspaper thing. And he's going to go kill a go-go dancer, 10,000 volts in your ass, as they say. And he just, you know. I, you know That's when I was like, oh, he, he doesn't give an F. Oh, no. He's just in this club. Yeah. Did they say what she did? Like, why? Oh, in the newspaper, she... I don't know exactly what she did. She killed some old guy. Okay. I don't know if that's her dad or something. Because I feel like I, I blinked and I missed why he was there. So I was thinking, like, oh, maybe it's just, like, an ex of his or something. I didn't know. But she's above the crowd in this... kind of looks like um like a shark cage. Yeah. And she's dancing above the crowd... And then you see, they kind of pan out, and you see all of the wires that are connected to this metal cage that she's dancing in. I don't know if you've ever been to a club, Diana, but I've never seen these cages before. I go to the club, like, every weekend. You do? Yeah. With two cats at home? Yeah, COVID club. Oh, COVID club. (laughs) Everyone's in a shark cage because they have to be ten, six feet apart. Yeah, we have to all be six feet apart. (laughs) This doesn't go well for him. Nope. And he gets caught red-handed. I don't... They bust in. Yes. And like, you're under they arrest, Niles. They kick the door in. Yeah. yeah. I'm surprised they know it was him. Yeah. It's just one well, season. it's funny because he, he try he like pulls the switch. Yeah. Nothing happens. Pull, keeps pulling the switch. He's getting like increasingly frustrated. And then you see like, oh, the wires are cut. Yeah. And then, yeah, door they, kicked in. Warden busts in. You're under arrest. It's not the warden. Look like the warden to me. Tell you the truth. <laughs> like here's, here's the part. I'm glad you said that because for the longest time when I think of that scene, I think of the warden busting in. <laughs> I <clears> thought <throat> it was the warden. No, it, it's not. Because I was like, here comes the warden. And then it shows up. It's not the warden. So I, was, I literally was typing in my notes. The warden busts in. I looked. That's not the warden. Okay. okay. So then they basically have him in. He's like, he's comatose. He's now he's done. You know, he's like, I got caught. And, uh. They're like, guess what? The death penalty is reinstated. And guess who's next in line? And it's just like one of those things like, I don't think that's how it works in death row. 
and the story I understand has to happen that yep. way. But like, I don't because I know people like are waiting like, ten years to be on death row. It's it's right. Then again, I guess here's the thing. But you have to have that. They like, probably cleared out the whole that zinger. You know, they probably cleared out the whole queue. Of, the, the queue, the whole queue of death row inmates. <laughs> They probably cleared that out, so now it's empty. So now he's number one. Mm-hmm. You know, I understand this state has some great turnaround yeah, when it comes to less. laws. Because I, I think he's the only one that has the southern accent. Yes. But then it seems kind of like it might be like L.A. Yeah, I'm thinking it's Los Angeles, as a southerner would say. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, he's, he's a country boy in the big city. And there's just the weirdest thing the whole episode happens. Hmm. There's a transition where you hear a yeah, ha, ha. And I don't think it's him saying it. It's a weird ADR line. I don't know why. Because it cuts to him like in drag. Same way like Ledbetter was dragged. Mm-hmm. But it's just a weird like audio thing happens. And I'm just like, who is saying that? Was it the Crypt Keeper? No, it was like, yeah! <laughs> you thought it was Niles, but it's not Niles. Hmm. It could have been a prisoner, but there's no prisoners. I didn't realize. I didn't notice that. It's weird. Hmm. It's the only thing I noticed. I always thought it was weird. But whatever. Uh, but I love how it's like kind of like a familiar angle now. Now he is the one getting executed, and he's doing exactly what Charles Le- what he was making fun of Charles Letter for doing. So the governor's gonna call. The governor's gonna call, y'all. Wrote down his last words. And I also love how like the ex- the person that's gonna execute him looks into his eyes. Like it's like yeah. kind of like you're just like a Tales of the Crypt episode. You're just desserts. You get your medicine. And his last lines are like, it's my job. That's why I did it. Because it's my job. If a man ain't gotten his job, then what the hell is he good for? What's anything good for? And then he gets electrocuted. Hardcore. And I'm going to tell you now, him gritting his teeth being electrocuted is haunting. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh. And then, like a lot of Tales for Cut, this is why it's like one of the better Tales for Cut episodes. Because that final shot is all that matters. Is like... I don't, didn't want to shave my head because it, you know, catch on fire. I didn't want to do that. And you see fucking smoke coming out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, don't worry, governor's going to call. And you're like, boom. Great, yeah. great. Yeah, got what you deserved. A lot of tales, tales are like that, aren't they? Yes. The tales of like, the crypt episodes, there's a lot of twists and there's a lot of comeuppance going on. Yeah. Uh, some episodes That's like cool. be real next next episode there is come up and stuff. I like I mean I liked that the come up of this one except for I I do wish he actually committed more murders. I wish that there was like maybe just a montage of like a few more murders of him just really just getting sloppy and like being very brazen about it and then he gets caught cuz yeah. he's Dumb. <laughs> I think it's more of the constraints of the F30 minutes. Yeah. But you could have... Did a little montage. You could have just done a montage. I mean, you could just maybe do the, the murder couple first and then do Jimmy Floods. Because Jimmy Floods is very short. You could have just maybe did that and then do a montage with it. Mm-hmm. You could... I do agree that could have been uh, a good idea. I also love how this episode is very dark and dingy. Like, it doesn't... There's no pretty shots at all. No, no. It's just dark and just like, ugh. And maybe it's because Walter Hill, you know, he did the Warriors. It could be because of that. All kinds of things going on. But, of course, we have to close out the episode with the Crypt Keeper. Yes. So he's in an electric chair. Now we're in a gimmick. Now he's fitting the gimmick. Mm -hmm. And they transcribed that, too. So here's more dramatic readings. Gad! What a revolting development 
And what a switch for poor Talbot. It just goes to show what happens when you get too caught up in your work. That's where you laugh. Uh, don't worry, though. I'm sure he never knew what hit him. <laughs> you know I love a pun. So remember, boys and girls, safety first. Throws the switch. Yeah. Did he say boys and girls? Yes, he said boys and girls. Not mm. boils and ghouls. Okay, okay. Yes, I know. I know. Not yet. Not yet. Not please, yet. Can you please make a note of the episode when he starts saying that? If I'm oh. not on the episode. Of course. I need to know. Of course. But yeah, that's uh, that's uh, that's it. That's the man who was death. Decent first episode. Yeah. I enjoyed watching it. It went by very quick for me. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, it was, like, over before I even realized it. Oh, yeah, I I don't think it's in, it's not in my top ten favorite Tales from the Crypt episodes. Mm-hmm. I've seen this episode more times than any other episode. Yeah. This is the first episode. I'm going to do a binge. <laughs> and then you stop after, like, maybe season season five, maybe. It's fun. Bill Sadler, if you didn't get He's Bill. Good. If you didn't get William Sadler, I feel like you, it wouldn't be as good as it is. He carries the I entire agree. thing. Mm-hmm. There's no, I mean, there's a, I mean, there's a lot of great performances and a lot of tales from. There's always these solo performances, but I think his is the first great one. That's just him, you know. Yeah, like, he he carries it. Yeah, so yeah, I mean, I really like the episode. I mean, if I had to give it like a rating, it's three and a half out of five. I think it was decent enough. It's not. I don't think it has the Crypt Keeper charm to it. It doesn't have. It doesn't have that. I still say it's worth watching just because it's the first one. Like yes. it's the first one and 100%. then and then you get to see the Crypt Keeper really get get a stride. Like real 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 talk, I think the first season is mostly recommend. Um just saying it's the first season. I mean the non recommends like that when you get later in the seasons you'll realize and you can binge these so easily. One and a half hour. Now if if this was made today, they'd be an hour long on Netflix and you're like you get tired after a while. Did you have anything else about this episode you want to talk about? No, I mean I I really enjoyed the accent that really drew me in. No southern drawl joke there. Um, I love the Crypt Keeper <laughs> puns. That's my favorite. I love a good pun, and Crypt Keeper is just so good. Good. And these are tame. These are tame mm-hmm. puns. It gets worse. Yeah. I like the self-aware bits where he's just talking to the camera, and I thought that was really unique. But like I said, I really enjoyed it, and it went by incredibly quick, brisk pace. I just wish there were a few more kills, but that's usually what I say about everything that I watch. Yes, that's right, <laughs> so, too. You're a very masochist. Yeah, yeah, so I would definitely say like a three, three and a half out of five. Yeah. So that's our thoughts on the man, that man who was death. <laughs> Let us know in, like, the various, like, Instagram and all that, all those comment sections. Let us know what you think about it. You can follow us on Instagram. That is Tales from the Pod Crypt. There you go. And Make a Dish stuff, you know, usual Make a Dish Productions. YouTube.com slash Make a Dish Productions. You're probably following on YouTube as well. Okay. Diana, you have some plugs. You got to plug in. You're the guest. You're more important than me. <laughs> yeah, of course. I have a few things to promote as, as usual. So if you're interested in Italian horror or mysteries, thrillers, you can listen to Jalo of the Month Club on any podcast platform. You can also follow Jalo of the Month Club podcast on Instagram, Twitter, at Jalo Club. If you would like to follow myself personally on Instagram, Twitter, or Letterboxd, my username is Diana NK. It's D-I-A-N-N-A-N-K. 
everything's linked together. So if you go to at Jalo Club, my picture is there as the host and you can just click on it and everything's very, you know, cross-referenced and accessible. So hopefully I get some new followers and I would love to hear what you think about this episode, especially considering it's the first episode of this podcast and the first episode of Tales from the Crypt. Yes. So thank you for being on the show, Diana. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, you'll be back on later in the season. A couple episodes from Episode now. five. You'll be doing episode five. But next week we are doing All Through the House with Gary Carper. Nice. His first episode. And it's going to be a fun one. It's directed by Robert Zemeckis. So if you're a Back to the Future fan and a Christmas fan, <laughs> you got to watch this episode. So until next time, kitties. Hey! <laughs>